Welcome to I Am Divine, mastering your intuition with psychic mediums and spiritual psychology coaches and science of mind practitioners, Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. This is Paula Hunter. And this is Kim Garden. And welcome to another episode of I Am Divine, a spiritual podcast where you will discover your psychic potential within by learning skill sets that develop and master your spiritual gifts. We will teach you about universal truths that will empower you to manifest a life you truly desire. We are here to remind you who you are, the powerful badass that you are, the divine I am. Welcome back, my beauties, to I Am Divine. And in this podcast, we are looking at the highlights from our Facebook Live Ask Us Anything, where this is an opportunity to ask different questions from a spiritual perspective, or perhaps an experience where you want some clarity. It's, it's a great time where we can sit down and discuss different things. So our first question is from our February Ask Us Anything, and it is with regards to synchronicity in numbers. And those are when you see 111, 333, all these beautiful numbers that speak to us. So me and Kim are going to have a little bit of a discussion on it. Enjoy. So Lisa was writing repetition with numbers. She wanted to know, and same with Alicia. She's like, for all my life, I've noticed the repetition of numbers such as 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12 on the clock. What does spirit typically want demonstrated or communicated at that time? Is it a time I'm speaking with my loved ones always for our guidance? Tanya says the same thing. I'm all about wanting to know about numbers. So I think numbers are a big one. Yeah. For me, I love numbers. To me, because I work with spirit, I tend to ignore spirit sometimes too. And so when I see numbers, it's almost like to me, I look at it as spirit going up the side of my head to be like, pay attention, pay attention. Because sometimes you get busy about your day and I'm not necessarily listening, but they want to get your attention. So for me, when I see numbers, it's my thing, okay, I need to hear something. There's a message that's being delivered. So sometimes I will tune in and just listen to what I need to be hearing. Other times I get so excited because and I still go on to Google and I'll Google like angel numbers and I'll type in the number. I'm finding more and more too for myself that I really am noticing it's not just one 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 two 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 like it's like different repeating numbers like three nine three nine or eight seven seven you know what I mean like there's different numbers as well. So I have a web page that I go to just to check numbers out. But for me, I believe when you're seeing those repeating numbers, it personally is spirit just trying to, they're either trying to get your attention to give you some kind of validation, whether it's, you know, you're in manifesting mode now. So watch what you're manifesting or pay attention to what's going on or just validation that things are, that things are coming your way is how I believe uh, numbers work. What about you, Paula? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Like I know when I was a young channel, just starting off in this, when I started getting the synchronicities and numbers, I went searching for the, what does a one, one, one mean? What does two, two, two mean? Things like that. And at that time I was, I think it's uh dream virtue has a book and it's called angel numbers and it goes through the list of all these different numbers. So I used to go from that perspective and then go and look, okay, what does this number mean? But now that I've been doing the work for a while too, it's kind of exactly what you said, Kim. I look at it as, hey, spirit's trying to get in touch with me. I may be busy with my life. I may be busy with other things, but it's saying, hey, we want you to pay attention. 
So what I'll do is we can connect with guides. We can go into meditation, but I'll go, okay, spirit's trying to say, we want you to be aware. So normally over the next three to five days, I will also pay attention to what's coming forward in my life. Mm. It might be an opportunity. There'll be some way because I'll go, okay, I recognize you're trying to get my attention. What is it Mm -hmm. you're trying to tell me? So Mm -hmm. as you said, it might be meditation. It might be through the guides. But if I'm not tuned in enough like that, I can go, okay, okay, universe, let me know what I'm supposed to know. And then my job is to pay attention. Maybe it's going to be somebody who's crossed your path. Maybe it's going to be all of a sudden, oh, look, this new job posting has come up. You know, Mm -hmm. to me, when I see things that kind of crop up afterwards, it's like, hey, pay attention to this. And then I'll look into it. Yeah. That makes some sense. I do too. Something that came forward too is I know Alicia was asking, um, when you see those numbers are, do you, is it your loved ones trying to get a hold of you as well? And again, for what I believe is if you associate certain numbers with your loved ones, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like I always say, when you think of your loved ones in that moment, they are with you in that moment. So if you're associating, seeing, repeating numbers with your loved ones, know that they know that, and then they're showing up for you in the same time. Do you agree, Paula? Yeah. And I see Tanya saying, I wish they weren't telling me at 3.33 a.m. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because that, that time frame, three o'clock between two and three is, is normally that time. And it's not like, oh, let me wake up gradually. It's like, bink, wide awake. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so again, what I'll do is, okay, I recognize you're trying to get my attention because I find sometimes I may have the same number multiple times during the day, or I may find, you know, I look at the clock, it's one, one, one. I look, oh, it's three, three, three. Oh, look, it's, you know, and, yeah. and I may find it three or four times during the day. And to me, it's like, hello, hello, yeah. <laughs> exactly. hello, you're not listening. <laughs> right. So it's really, really paying attention right? To what they mean. And you can look online under angel numbers, whatever that number is, and it will give you um, kind of a generic information too. But I, you know, it's great to have that, but Mm -hmm. I just go, someone's knocking on my door. Somebody wants my attention. So it's my job to stop and pay attention and be aware. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because I, I find normally they're more on, on a positive perspective. I don't think I've ever seen the synchronicity in numbers associated with what we may view as being a negative thing. I always get it more as a positive. So I don't see it like, oh, we're warning you about something. I always get it as a positive side. I just wanted to maybe bring that out in case people may think that those numbers may be associated with, you know, be be careful, be aware, you know, mm-hmm. unless you get that follow-up message after that's kind of telling you something, that little mm-hmm. voice within yourself that's saying, hey, check into this. But then we can also use multiple tools to validate what we're getting. In this question, Lisa tells us how she receives information through her intuition, through her dreams. And Kim and I offer our advice. Enjoy. There was a second part to Lisa's question. So she was saying, this may sound odd, but I get a thought of something and then it happens a day or two later. She says, I do not see clear pictures. It's just a random thought. And if it wasn't for me sharing them now with my sister and husband, people think I was insane. She says, however, after sharing the thought, it actually happens. It scares them, but not me because it started happening according to my mother when I was three or four years of age. So thoughts on that happening. Of seeing basically a little bit of deja vu, seeing things in her mind that will not necessarily clear pictures, but uh, having it come true. For my own validation of be like, heck yeah, I'm getting it. I would keep a journal. 
and keep track of that stuff and then like put this slide be like I'm having so much gratification being like yes it came true do you know what I mean but that is how spirit is communicating with her specifically spirit communicates with all of us differently how I connect with spirit is different how Paula does how how you know everybody communicates differently so for you, Lisa, I think that's amazing that spirit is just coming to you. You don't know how, you just know. Again, it's that Claire Cognance, but it's just coming to you. So I personally would keep track of all that stuff just for, for your own validation to know that that's how spirit is specifically working with you. Yeah. And so great. And, and these are things we'll be bringing into the podcast. So what Kim is talking about when she says Claire Cognizant, this is one of the Claire's. You know, a lot of people are used to, I think, what, the five? four anyway, um, but there is quite a, a number of them. So it, it is a way that spirit speaks. And I would totally agree with Kim about keeping a journal. That's how I started too. For me, it was because I I'm, was very left-brained, what I call left-brained, the thinking brain. And when I got something, I'd get in my head. Is this my imagination? Is this something real? Is it right? Is it whatever? And it's like going down the rabbit hole, <laughs> chasing something, yeah. right? So by writing it down, it gives you a tool that you can go back and validate what you received. Because when we can validate that, especially when we are thinking people, right, it begins to create trust. You begin to trust what you're getting when it comes. Because doing any of this work, whether it's psychic, intuitive, mediumship, any of it, trust is essential. Or otherwise, it's like you're chasing, you're going in circles. I, I use the term like a hamster in a wheel. I'm just going, going, going. So having that validation, having that tool that you can go back to, to reference, to look at, to validate is essential. Because sometimes the information we get, okay, sorry, guys, are talking to me at the same time. We can have filters, so within ourselves, we have filters. So sometimes I may try and bring that information in through my own filter. I'll use example of, okay, I had the image of a snake. Well, if I'm terrified of snakes, it may have one meaning saying, oh, that's something bad. But if I have a filter that says, oh, snakes are really cool. You know what? They shed their skin, they grow, they develop. That could be a totally different message. Mm-hmm. So again, having that tool from a journal perspective, recognizing that sometimes the way we get information, the way we interpret it can come from those filters. So trying to keep it as clear as what it is, not trying to read into it based on our own belief systems. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's tough. I think a lot of it's trial and error too. Again, it's it's learning to work with spirit and trust. And sometimes you have to be able to, especially when you're first starting out, I remember I would get those symbols and I would say what it, I was interpreting it as, right? And sometimes the person would be like, no, but then spirit would give it to me a different way. And then the next time they gave it to me, I would be like, oh, wait, I remember how you gave it to me. And then I would, it was like, sometimes you have to trial and error it to see if it, if it works or it doesn't. And then you can keep that. I would say you have a catalog of the signs and the symbols that spirit works for you. And over time you begin to have those like, um, you know, we might, we might have the same symbol for something, but it's completely different. Right. But uh, when they show me images, I know exactly what they mean. When they make me touch my body in certain areas, I know what it means, but it's, again, it's all that trust, but you also have to have the trust to say, oh, this is a new symbol. I'm seeing this differently. And then having the trust to say it. And if it's not received the way it's meant to, it's like, okay, well give it to me differently. So it's understood right? It's being able to really connect with your trust, the information that you're receiving. And even if you're interpreting it wrong, that's okay. Just go back and be like, give it to me a different way. 
and then they'll give it to you or spirit will give it to you. Yeah. And you make a great point. If, I, if I'm not understanding a message, I will ask for further clarity as well. Yeah. The thing is for me as a channel is I recognized if I try to take that information, interpret it and then put it out, I can change it. So yeah. as a channel, I had to learn exactly as I hear it, exactly as it is, put it out. I may not understand it in the moment, but the client typically does. That's one of the things I do in my readings is make sure that you use me as your tool to be able to deliver the messages so that the client can best receive it. In this question, Dana wants to know where we start in order to communicate with spirit. Kim and I offer our advice. Enjoy. There was a second part to Lisa's question. So she was saying, this may sound odd, but I get a thought of something and then it happens a day or two later. She says, I do not see clear pictures. It's just a random thought. And if it wasn't for me sharing them now with my sister and husband, people think I was insane. She says, however, after sharing the thought, it actually happens. It scares them, but not me because it started happening according to my mother when I was three or four years of age. So thoughts on that happening. Of seeing basically a little bit of deja vu, seeing things in her mind that will not necessarily clear pictures, but uh, having it come true. For my own validation of be like, heck yeah, I'm getting it. I would keep a journal and keep track of that stuff. And then like, put this, I'd be like, I'm having so much gratification being like, yes, it came true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that is how spirit is communicating with her specifically. Spirit communicates with all of us differently. How I connect with spirit is different. How Paula does. How, how, you know, everybody communicates differently. So for you, Lisa, I think that's amazing that spirit is just coming to you. You don't know how, you just know, again, it's that clear cognizance, but it's just coming to you. So I personally would keep track of all that stuff just for, for your own validation to know that that's how spirit is specifically working with you. Yeah. And so agreed. And, and these are things we'll be bringing into the podcast. So what Kim is talking about when she says clear cognizant, this is one of the clairs. You know, a lot of people are used to, I think, what, five, four anyway, um, but there is quite a, a number of them. So it is a way that spirit speaks. And I would totally agree with Kim about keeping a journal. That's how I started too. For me, it was because I I'm, was very left-brained, what I call left-brained, the thinking brain. And when I got something, I'd get in my head. Is this my imagination? Is this something real? Is it right? Is it whatever? And it's like, going down the rabbit hole, <laughs> chasing something. Yeah. Right? So by writing it down, it gives you a tool that you can go back and validate what you receive. Because when we can validate that, especially when we are thinking people, right, it begins to create trust. You begin to trust what you're getting when it comes. Because doing any of this work, whether it's psychic, intuitive, mediumship, any of it, trust is essential or otherwise it's like you're chasing you're going in circles i i use the term like a hamster in a wheel i'm just going 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 so having that validation having that tool that you can go back to to reference to look at to validate is essential because sometimes the information we get okay sorry guys are taught me at the same time we can have filters so within ourselves, we have filters. So sometimes I may try and bring that information in through my own filter. I'll use example of, okay, I had the image of a snake. Well, if I'm terrified of snakes, it may have one meaning saying, oh, that's something bad. But if I have a filter that says, oh, snakes are really cool. You know what? They shed their skin, they grow, they develop. That could be a totally different message. Mm-hmm. So again, having that tool from a journal perspective, recognizing that sometimes the way we get information, the way we interpret it can come from those filters. 
So trying to keep it as clear as what it is, not trying to read into it based on our own belief systems. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's tough. I think a lot of it's trial and error too. Again, it's it's learning to work with spirit and trust. And sometimes you have to be able to, especially when you're first starting out, I remember I would get those symbols and I would say what it, I was interpreting it as, right? And sometimes the person would be like, no, but then spirit would give it to me a different way. And then the next time they gave it to me, I would be like, oh, wait, I remember how you gave it to me. And then I would, it was like, sometimes you have to trial and error it to see if it, if it works or it doesn't. And then you can keep that. I always say you have a catalog of the signs and the symbols that spirit works for you. And over time you begin to have those like, um, you know, we might, we might have the same symbol for something, but it's completely different. Right. But uh, when they show me images, I know exactly what they mean. When they make me touch my body in certain areas, I know what it means, but it's, again, it's all that trust, but you also have to have the trust to say, oh, this is a new symbol. I'm seeing this differently. And then having the trust to say it. And if it's not received the way it's meant to, it's like, okay, well, give it to me differently. So it's understood right? It's being able to really connect with your trust, the information that you're receiving. And even if you're interpreting it wrong, that's okay. Just go back and be like, give it to me a different way. And then they'll give it to you. Your spirit will give it to you. Yeah. And you make a great point. If if I'm not understanding a message, I will ask for further clarity as well. Yeah. The thing is for me as a channel is I recognize if I try to take that information, interpret it, and then put it out, I can change it. So as a channel, I had to learn exactly as I hear it, exactly as it is, put it out. I may not understand it in the moment, but the client typically does. That's one of the things I do in my readings is make sure that you use me as your tool to be able to deliver the messages so the the client can best receive it, right? right? And then, yeah. This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us for highlights from our Ask Us Anything. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of I Am Divine, and as always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our show, please rate our podcast and be sure to come back next week. Until then, this is Paula, and don't forget that you are powerful, I am divine, badass. This podcast was created by Paula Hunter and Kim Garden. We welcome you to join our private Facebook group, I Am Divine, to connect with other like-minded individuals and be part of our special events that will only be found in our private community. We would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and on any other topics that you would like to know more about. For more information about our podcast, information on Kim and Paula, our special events, spiritual coaching, training programs, or even to book a private reading with Kim or Paula, we invite you to visit our website at www.imdivine.ca.